podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening. Welcome to the Talking Cop. It's me, Chris Brack. It's him, Kev O'Sullivan. It's finished in the League Cup semi-final first leg. Liverpool 2, Fulham 1. And Kev, as we, as you and me both thought, as we were talking to ourselves before this game, it's that was a tough game, that we all expected it. It was tough, but it was it was our own making uh, that made it tough. Um, they're look, they're disciplined, they're organised off the ball. They're they make you work and they make you play patiently, which is a bit frustrating at the time at a time to watch it. But no, it's half half time in the first in the semi final. We're two one up. And in truth, if that game had ended 4-3, either way, I don't, I don't think you people would have had too many arguments. It was a mental game in the end. You know, it was an absolute madness. But look, it was we, we got the win. We, bounced, we go into the break now with 11 days off on the back of two good results. Uh-huh. And plenty of players, I think, tonight did themselves no harm at all. You know, there was players that started tonight did themselves no harm. Players that came off the bench did themselves no harm at all. Um, but it was a madness at some points in that game. It was absolute ridiculous stuff I was watching. In a, in a, it was. It, we'll get into it. Look, it's definitely, it's definitely a game. The ultimate irony of a game of two halves. Um, but first of all, uh, welcome to Matt and Nathan have just become new members, which is welcome, lads. Welcome. Uh, if you want to become a member, uh, it's uh, three ninety nine a, a month. Just go to YouTube, basically on a, on a day on a desktop, and just click click memberships. Uh, you'll get put into the members Telegram group, so you can talk to likes of us. And then we'll have the members exclusive show, so you get Gab's um, thirty minute more morning chats, which is ten minutes football, twenty minutes absolute randomness. It is. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, you would it have had. Then you also would have seen Gab and Emma doing um, a watch along. So you know, and then we do some. Yeah, that was shows. that was actually good tonight as well. Yeah, that was good tonight some, as well. And we do some shows which are just exclusive on YouTube for members, and then we release them later as podcasts for for non-members. So you know, it's a few good yeah. for us there. Anyway. There's some good stuff there. So, uh, Unice here says, "I uh, see Unice. I've seen Unice in the chat for a while." Uh, starting from December, I think we should only be disappointed with the United game. We've played like ten or eleven games. I think that's pretty fair to be honest. I think if you if the United game was a win. I think we were just gone. That's almost pretty much a perfect December to mid-January period. So yeah. you know, you can't you can't ask for it, ask for anything. Um, Kieran B makes a very good point here, though. Fulham massively rotated on Friday versus a very crap side in the FA Cup, so it comes to this very rested, almost full strength against a very depleted Liverpool side. So got the job done, lovely. Yeah, and you do forget that you know yeah. they they got a not look for draw, they got a favourable FA Cup draw, rightfully rotated. So. And Liverpool couldn't. Um, so Kev's got a bad back. He's not. He's not wincing at yeah. that point, Kieran. It's all right. No, I'm not. I I come home from work this uh, today early. Uh, I'm after doing some. I'm after doing myself a mischief in work today, and the back, my lower back, and right down my leg is in bit. So I kind of watched tonight. Literally, just sat in front of the fire with a hot water bottle on my back and. 
just praying to get through without any drama. And yeah, that didn't last long because I was shouting at uh, the telly and all sorts for, for about 15 minutes. Actually, I'll with high new members. Be prepared to learn more than you'll ever need to know about livestock and tractors, honestly. <laughs> We've got somebody in our chat who, who's a milk farmer. And generally, there was a conversation that went on for a good 40 minutes about what type of tractor he drove and they were comparing notes. Yeah, it was just like, it it quite like this. It's good. It is actually good fun. It is good fun, especially in the mornings, because you never know what's going to happen. There is an occasional football chat, but most of the time it's just random, random silliness and a bit of fun. And yeah. some of the uh, contributors here like to wind people up as well, but I can't, I can't name names. Anyway, lineups. So uh, we had four changes. So we had uh, Keller came in for Allison, uh, Bradley came in for Trent, Virgil came in for Kwanzaa. And Gravenberch came in for who did come in for? Gak, no, Gakpo. So yeah. four three three. Um any real surprises? Did anyone I think that there was a debate of because we brought Owen Beck back, would you have started him at left back and switched Joe over? But to be fair, Bradley did really well at Arsenal. Um I never thought for think? a second that Owen Beck was getting in that side. Never in a million years. No, purely and simply, look, Owen Beck has been away for six months. Yeah. yeah. Brad, Bradley's been in and around that squad, even with his recovery. He'd have been involved an awful lot in how, in the off-field stuff of how the back four is supposed to work and working with the others on the defensive line, defensive shape, where to be, how to play, and how to interact with, with the sides. So, no, I, I always thought that Connor Bradley was going to get a start, and I think he'll get a, a bit of a run in the side now. Um, Hypothet only... Hypoth hypothetically, if Trent hadn't done himself a mischief with his knee, do you reckon Kwanzaa would have started instead of Kanata? I think he might have done. Possibly. I think, that, I think Possibly. they would have rested, rested Kanata, but I think, I think they probably thought that's too many, plus a young, plus this young Keller. That's too many young lads in one hit. So, look, midfield-wise, it made sense. Gravenberch didn't start the Arsenal game, so he comes in. Jones mm -hmm. just has to play at the moment because he's the yeah. man in form. And McAllister needs minutes. Uh, I saw a few chats. <laughs> you lot are all a, you're, all, you're all a horrible bunch in that chat, I swear to God. You're all a horrible bunch. I did not I was... get a bang in the back like Pereira and roll around like I was absolutely dying. Listen, I will Kev not, Asker... as the oldest person in the room, please stand up, please stand up. <laughs> yeah. Kev, They're all you terrible. The yeah, but also, Kev, you went on the floor. I'm not sure you get up. I might have been a one-man floor. Might... I don't want to do that again. I might have been better off. <laughs> I might be better off down there. <laughs> but look, um, um, Gra Gravenberch was a... No, I thought Um I... Kind of half of me expected um, Elliot to drop into midfield and maybe Diaz start on the right with Nunes starting on the left with Jota through the middle. But I understand the logic of not doing it because you only had two real proper changes that you can make off the bench yeah. if you needed to affect the game. So having those in your back pocket is a nice little thing to have, especially with the so many people missing at the minute. It is mad. So I understand the logic of not having that. Yeah, I, I thought you might have gone Diaz right, Nunes left, and Gakpo through the middle. 
I, I must admit, I didn't expect Jota to start because I kind of thought he'd be nursed back because they want him firing, firing fit for the uh, for the Bournemouth game, which is the big league, the big league game for us. But listen, Jota's got ninety minutes, which to be honest, great to see. It's good for Jota. Uh, oh, another new member. There we go. Welcome, Kuda. Kuda, nice um, to have you on board, mate. Excellent. Do well for them, is he, Kev? Yeah. Like, like right. I mean, the one thing I will say, I looked at Fulham's lineup and I thought Fulham's lineup was really, really well balanced. Um, yeah. I thought, I mean, Fulham's record away from home, I think that's what one win in 12, but they've been in pretty much every game, and we've seen tonight they're, they're one of those, they're an early team. They're an almost team. You know, they're very organized off the ball and defend in a really good shape. And they almost get the counters right. They almost made the right decision for the last ball. And I don't think Fulham are far away from being aside, kind of like along the lines of what a West Ham are like at the minute. Yeah, you know, Europe, the, Europe Conference. Yeah, Europe League. Exactly. Level. A good, a good side with some good, yeah, with some good players in there. Paulinho, William. What I was looking at really at the start of the game was their left side and our right side. Mm. And I thought, okay, Harvey Elliott, Ryan Gravenberch, Connor Bradley against William, Paulinho, Robertson. Welcome, thought, Mike. Ooh, welcome, Mike. I thought that's going to be a test for Connor Bradley there because. Look, I've I've opened, I've said this many times on the pod. William for me is the one that got away. He is, I, I think, a, a real man, real player. You've got to be the man crushing, really, haven't you? Yeah, I I just love the way he plays football. I love what he can do on the right and the left. I love watching a dribbler anyway. You know, someone who'll take on a fullback and beat their fullback, score, put crosses in. I I just I think he's a really really good player, and I think he's had a brilliant career, but. Hmm. I look across the rest of their side. You've Reed, Castagna's been around a bit. Robertson, Robinson is one that a lot of Liverpool fans wouldn't mind us looking at. Mm. In truth, in the summer, you know, so they're a proper, they're a, they're they're proper weapons, but I don't think yeah. they make the right decisions at key key points, and that's well, what we'll comes we'll that because at one, we'll come to all of that, yeah, yeah, one nil they don't, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a chat talk about you know how. We, Right wing, you know, some field doesn't work, some field he's better right midfield. I felt a bit for Harvey in the first half because I actually thought Harvey made some very good late runs. Uh, I just don't think he was being utilised. I think Gravenberch no. was probably chewing the ball a bit too much, which was yeah. frustrating. Um, what do you think of McAllister? I thought McAllister was, was good tonight. I thought he, he swept up, he was neat and tidy. Probably not, I think the tempo was still a bit too slow, but I think that was... yeah. I felt midfield wise, and it's, I don't not, I don't mean to call all that out, like, but I kind of felt McAllister and Jones were carrying Gravenberch a little bit. I just didn't think he had a good game today. But look, no, no, no one can have a good game all the time, but I just generally no. thought he was off today. I think the Times did a thing at half time saying he, he went in for 11 challenge, 11 duels, and won one. And that kind of sort of summed up his half, really. And, and you know, that's probably where he got, he got yeah. the, um, the early hook, yeah. You know, I think Scott Scott P is making a great point there. Graven needs a preseason with the coaching staff. Yeah, he is a gifted footballer. He needs to learn the basics, the mechanics of how Liverpool team functions. I think Pete, I think that's a brilliant, brilliant comment. Uh, I think you're absolutely bang on. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you, you can tell he's I, a late window signing, and yeah. he's having to relearn everything that he thinks he knows about football in how we're because nobody I haven't seen anyone set up and play how we play on and off the ball with this inverted right back into midfield how you're creating the box in midfield and then you're counter pressing after that you're not dropping back into shape straight away so he's relearning the whole thing and he's doing it on the hoof with and he's doing it sometimes right in midfield left in midfield so I, I wouldn't be going anywhere near mad in I, on him, but I think I there's scope. Like, like Gravenberch as well, though. This is the first time he's played the season without a winter break. I mean, this yeah. we're going into the winter break now, which is 11 days off, which isn't a winter break. You know, mm. you're a good winter break. With, it's four weeks and it's a proper break. So I do also think yeah. that's a bit of a, um, a bit of a factor as well. Yeah. I mean, look, the game started off. And for the first, I suppose, I look up until for the first 15 minutes. Up to the goal, really. We, we dominated everything. Jones had a shot inside the first five minutes. Um, Worked Leno. It was, it was a bit too close to him. but And it was a comfortable save. Right, uh, David Safter putting in a gifted sub there, so somebody grabbed that. Make sure you've got uh, ex that you accept gifted, uh, you accept gifts on your YouTube settings. So whoever wants to grab that, grab that. Thanks very much, David, for that. Cheers, David. That's a but, membership for a month, isn't it? Quick before it goes. Yeah. But look, I thought we dominated the ball. We were under no threat whatsoever. The problem is, I don't think we didn't work Leno enough in that time. But we absolutely were dominating possession. And Fulham were set up in a way that we looked, they had to be, we had to be patient. And it's just look like, okay, a goal is going to come. We just keep moving the ball, moving them from side to side, look for penetrating passes, and it will, something will come off. And then we got hit with the ultimate sucker punch. You know, by the most, and unfortunately, it's a, it's a mistake by the most experienced player in the, in the side, which is Virgil, it, which is, it's not a great header. And he gets his head up no. all wrong. There's a few mistakes leading up to it. I mean, first of all, Joe Gomez has to get the throw to the target. So whoever he's trying to hit has to get in front of his first man. But as you said, Virgil goes up for the ball. And there's only one way that header can end. He can't get any power or leverage on it. So someone has got to be close to him or he's got to stand off. You know, uh, one of the two. But as soon as Virgil goes up for that header, it's mayhem. And Anna spot on. We panicked. And it was... Yeah. It was scattergun then. I mean, eventually, William showed a bit of composure in the box. Bradley lost his foot in trying to get across to him. It's good so, to go. I mean, luckily, he was lucky will... because if he... What I was going to say, if he reaches out to try to grab that ball and grabs that ball with his hand, that's penalty in a red card. Yeah. It's a deliberate handball. So he was lucky in a way, but William showed a lot of composure to get that finish off. I was going to say, credit to, I mean, listen, it's probably doing something. Credit to Pereira, who gets the ball from Van Dijk. Mm. It's great footwork by William. And when they showed the replay, Van Dijk makes himself small, so it's like a tiny, tiny gap, and he still makes him. You know, yeah. Um, for me, Kelleher's, because it goes to, goes to the keeper's leg at such a close range, I. I'm not sure Keller can save that. No. I think he fires his leg out more in hope than anything else. Um, yeah. If, it was, if you look it was, at it, the shock if you look, too close. 
yeah. If you look in, it hits your leg and goes wide. But you know, and you're like, oh, and I, we, we, you and me, we're saying, oh, that's the last thing you need because that kind of plays into what Fulham wants. And I'll be honest, for the next forty minutes or so, it was Fulham's game plan. Then what they wanted, which is, we'll sit deep, we'll look taking the counter, and you know, hope we can get you out. And I kind of felt for the rest of the first half, it was quite pedestrian passing. It was quite slow. Um, yeah, didn't massively work the keeper set piece wise. Um, I didn't think McAllister's deliveries from corners were great. Elliot's were better, but just all around, it was, just, it was where you were thinking, thinking this possibly the game where you do miss. Like, is the is the Trent injury the one injury too many? You know, but we get a half I mean, time. One yeah, but we went through the entirety of that first half. We had seven efforts. We had one on target, and that was the one inside the first five minutes. You know, it's the one thing I suppose that their goal did. It got the crowd up because the yeah. crowd was sat there watching the first 15, 20 minutes, like just waiting for something to happen. It was very quiet. It was so quiet that I could hear players, you know, and as soon as they scored, the crowd got up. The atmosphere got up, but they couldn't raise the pace in the passing. It needed to be moved quicker with more intensity. But I'll be fair. I, I honestly think Fulham's setup was really good. They forced yeah. us into playing in certain areas. And Gravenberch, I thought, like you said, he held on to the ball too long. I thought Jones did okay in patches. Diaz was hit and miss. You, know, you said, you text me in the, uh, at halftime and said, like, just attack your fullback. Take someone on. Commit the player. Castagna well, isn't uh, the quickest. No. I'm getting to the point with Diaz where I have to feel it's under instruction. John, we used to have we used to always say with Simakas, uh, when he first broke to the side, he gets a 25 yards from goal and instead of whipping the cross and he play it back to Virgil and flick it back yeah. around again. But he did it all the time. So he was sort of going like, he has to be, he has to be. And I wonder with Diaz, if he's just being told, I don't know, not to Recycle do it. Recycle the ball. Recycle the ball, recycle the ball. The ball. Yeah. But I just felt in the last minute, you had the fullback one-on-one in the box. Just go past him. Because he can't touch you because it'll be a pen. Or... You know, you, you never know. You look, you'll get a shot off. Well, got yeah. to half time, and I don't think anyone was expecting Klopp to ring the changes at half time. I don't think anyone was expecting subs at half time, but something had to happen. I, and he I definitely changed it. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have surprised me if Nunes came on at half time. Just sort of, I, I just felt we were 2 1 pace, and I thought a bit of pace, a bit yeah. of pace behind. But, you know, he goes early, you know, it's 54 minutes and it's <coughs> Gapo and Nunes come on, Elliot and Gravenberch goes off. Gravenberch mm. was no surprise. And I was saying to you, well, for the other one, it's either Elliot or Diaz. And I think Elliot's gone with, I think they've gone for Diaz because one, he's more experienced and two, he's got more pace. And I think they've thought yeah. pace and stretching is what it is. Uh, I think Tony's saying Diaz plays too deep. It did feel, we'll talk about the equaliser, after we got to one, if we got it to what one one, we went to a four two two two, which was a, a two of Jones and McAllister, a two of Diaz and Gakpo, and then we left Jotter and uh, Nunes up front. It just it just seems to be a way we went for it. Uh, I've no, seen a few say, I, you know, does, does Klopp not realise it's too late because he like emptied the midfield and went right? I was go four two four. My thought. I was, was watching I, that. I was fuming. I was fuming I watching that. Because from the 45th minute, 
up until the time we scored. It was helter-skelter football. It was schoolboy stuff. It was like two at the back, four midfield, four up front. And even Kanate was drifting in. Uh. And Fulham were just leaving their wide men wide and high. And numerous times their decision-making cost them. They could have had two, a second and a third a lot easier than when we got our first. When we got our first, we've got we. You cannot do that against sides who are capable oh. of hitting you in the brain. We got away with it for that 15, 20 minutes. It was a massive gamble. Yeah, and I, look, Klopp, credit where it's you. Klopp. It was a. We saw Klopp on the on the screen a couple of times though, where even though he's gone four forwards, he still got them to calm down. Is in like just because we've got four balls, you don't have to go gun ho. It was kind of like picky moments because you know Gakpo's a smart player; he doesn't have to go gun ho. But he went just a bit too extreme. And to be honest, the biggest chance came um, to Fulham. Um, could overread, gets the ball down the left hand side. He beats the offside try. I think Virgil plays him on, and for some reason, from a really tight angle, he ta- he takes a shot on him, which Keller saves well. But the easy thing was square it. And I think it was him and I just had a tapping. Or Pereira, yeah. so I can't remember what it was. It was there for a tapping. It was that him was and two 2-0, 2-0, 2-0. And I'll be honest, 2-0 with the players we have missing, you thought, that, that could be a bit of a tie this side of that. Because uh, yeah. literally within a couple of minutes, we get we get the goal back. Because we were sort of building pressure when Nunes came on and Gakpo. We were getting wide, but I, the final ball wasn't quite coming off. And it, it, it just felt like one of those games. I think we had a free kick, which hits... Um, Pereira's hand. I mean, Pereira was all was all all over this game. You know, you know, I've never known a man to get a ball in the back and go down like he'd been shot. Uh, that's the only thing I'll give David Coop credit for. And it will be the only thing was he called the trainers on to look to look at him. And he said, "No, no, I'm fine, I'm fine." He goes, "We go off, you can go off the medical staff then and get yourself treated, can't you?" Which he was raging yeah. over. I thought, good, you kind of claw this blood. That's the only thing I give David Coop credit for because he was garbage, garbage both ways. Because there's definitely. Yeah, and- I mean, Virgil's yellow, Virgil's yellow card was a nonsense. Yeah. But it, it's it's just like one of them. Virgil's six foot four and built like a fucking heavyweight. And Pereira is like a fucking featherweight. And he just put his hand out. And at the end of the day, yeah, he caught him. But there was no intent. There was no malice. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's it's a contact sport. Mm. You know, I, I just thought it was a fucking nonsense. But... We got our goal, and the, the goal uh, came. Before the goal, what did you think of the penalty show? Nah. McAllister whips it. I don't think it's... I think it's off his head and down. Yeah, I think that. Um, yeah. But obviously, because who it is, it was... Uh, yeah, I, suppose, I, suppose, I suppose... Look, I suppose if we'd have come out of this having and lost it 1-0, I'd like to think that I'd still say the same. I, I think I probably would, because I don't think I... We've we've had it in games where we've had bad decisions go against us, and the two of us are texting each other within seconds, and neither of us did, you know, neither of us did, and it was like, it does nay, it goes off his head and down, and it catches his arm when it comes down, it it it's just never in a never a penalty in a million years, and it's like look, you gotta call it call it. I just don't think that was a penalty. I I really really don't, but. He, just also, he also he also doesn't make himself. By the way, he doesn't make himself bigger. He doesn't really. He's trying to head it, and he he fucks his head off basically. And it's his hand. Yeah, I don't, that's, exactly. that's 
ball to hand. I don't think that's going to be given. He doesn't max, mass himself bigger. Nay, saying rewatch it, he, he missed his he missed his head again. But oh, that doesn't make a hand ball because he, he doesn't do this. It makes it. He, his his hands kind of don't really move out and move towards it. So, no, no. Way, I'll watch it again. Nay, I will. I always do rolls of scene. If that was given against us, would you feel it was? Would you be annoyed with the defender, or would you be going that's a bollocks penalty? In my head, I'd have gone that's a bollocks penalty. So, I was also did text you because I was more annoyed with us in general. Thinking we had a couple of those sort of positions, you go like, oh, it was rubbish. You know, it was just under hit. It wasn't quite what we wanted. So I was like, mm. yeah. So, but the goal comes. So you talk through the goal. The goal really comes off of the back of us winning the ball back in a higher position. Uh, I think it was Jossa won it back, and. It, it, the ball ended up with Gomez. He took the shot, and it was it deflected in. Uh, but for the bravery that we showed, I was look. I was fuming watching it, but you can't say that it wasn't anything but brave. You you deserve to be rewarded. You deserve your luck when you're you're over committing that much. You're doing everything humanly possible to get on the score sheet, and it literally goes in over the pack. Over, off the defender's back. Defender should have fucking stood still. Stood stood mm. in front of it up and took the hit. Instead, he bottled it and it went in off his back. Leno could do nothing about it. It's just one of them. Leno, play, Leno played you know, well but, again. Yeah, he did. I mean, he's, he's a decent keeper. He always was a decent keeper. He's not a lead, an elite keeper. But he's always, even when, I, when he was playing in the Bundesliga, he was never Emmanuel Neuer. But he was always a uh, top three, top four keeper in the Bundesliga. So I don't think I don't I think he's thought, massive. I don't think he's massive difference to Ramsdale, personally. No, no, I don't think he's he's any any real difference. But the one thing I like, we got the goal. Jones is like, no big huge celebrations. Get the ball, go again. Yeah, and, and it's two goals in three minutes. Okay. Yeah, it was two it's goals in three minutes. Um, I'll, the second goal is lovely because it, it's it's just great teamwork. If you know what I mean, it goes through. Joe, Jones gets it into. Jota, you know, Jota's got nice pass to Nunes, and forget what Sidwell and Jamie Redden, I think. He, he's picking Gakpo up there. Oh, they think he just whacked it into an area. You know, this thing with Nunes where no. when he scored a tap it, when he scores a tap in, it's like, oh, he knows what it's just hitting. It's this thing now just saying Nunes, it, it's chaos and just he knew exactly what he's doing. And it's a yeah, lovely it's cycle finish. It's a, it's a good, it's just a really good team it's goal. A really good goal. And listen, Nunes, when he came it's a on, really, really good goal. Was again everything but the goal. We'll talk about his chance in a minute. Uh, but again, Nunes did a more of a freer role. Was on the left, was on the right, you know. But he was sensible stuff, you know. He's keeping the ball. He was firing, crossing what he wants. He was, you know, he's making all sensible decisions and being yeah. an effective, you know, target man slash wide man. He was doing what I yeah. thought you wanted from him. Exactly. Or she in the squad on there. Jack was it was. It was simple. The goal, the second yeah. goal was really simple, but it was perfectly executed. Every I pass, was... every situation in that was was nailed on perfect. And the pullback was absolutely perfect as well. And it was a lovely finish. It really was a lovely finish. Yeah. It was a really good goal. And so much so, look, Darwin Nunes, uh, if you go on a foot mob, Darwin Nunes is their top player. You know, he came on on 50-odd minutes. And if you look at the the stats for, you know, they give their man of the match and what have you, 
and they've given it to Darwin Nunes, 8.6. He was involved in everything good for us going forward. I think the telly you know, gave it to, I think, I think the TV gave it to Jones, didn't they? They did, yeah. TV gave it to Jones. We'll have a discussion about that. Yeah. We'll have a discussion about that, yeah. Um, but listen, yeah, that's what you want from Darwin, you know, and he, he does everything that he wants. He's really unfortunate not to make it 3 1. And I'll bring this comment up here because I think it's right, John. Uh, nope, not John's put, what Oshin's put. Some people will harp on the same narratives uh, about people like Nunes. Despite his lack of goals, he has 10 assists now and he's contributed. That's actually Darwin's first assist to someone that is not called Mo Salah, which is also a bit bad. But <laughs> the, ball, the ball comes, it's a great ball by Bradley. Not the first time, it won't be the last time we, we say that about Bradley. No, uh, won't. We'll about it won't. It's a great ball. It's a Trent-esque ball that you'd want from him. He hits a clean first time hit. Credit the keeper. The keeper flies out, gets his legs to it, and puts it where Darwin just needs that bit of luck sometimes as well. Because I do think with Darwin, and you and me both said, if he miss kicks that, like like Gakpo did against Newcastle, that goes in. You know, yeah. It's just it's one of those ones where it, it, it's just not coming for you. Uh, but I'm not having any of this nonsense where people are going like, oh, it's a sitter, or that's another big miss. That's a good thing. That's, that's a more, brilliant that's more that's more credit the keeper than slack the striker off. You know, yeah. can't do much else to me. So no, I, he, that, that ball comes across him. He, he opens his foot out and he makes a really good contact with it. That is yeah. as... That's 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 all he can do. Apart from shank it, that, that's all he can do with that. You know, and I'm not going to... I'll complain and I've reddened him. I've reddened Darwin Nunes when he's missed sitters because eventually it'll cost you no doubt in my mind but every other part of his game I'm, I'm more than happy with I'm more than happy with every other aspect of his game and what he contributes to the side is finishing look either he's got to work on it or he's got a he needs a bit of luck and I'm staring towards a bit of luck at the minute because he's doing everything right Yeah, you know, he's getting himself into the positions he's getting the shots off Keepers are making some good saves, and he's missing some big, big chances. Hitting woodwork, hitting crossbars. He just needs one to go off his arse, and and he'll be flying. No yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, Anthony's saying like Sky Sports is saying on a plate for Darwin, he's missed again. He's like, well, behave. It's it's just you know, it gets clicks, it gets views. That's why we do yeah. it. Yeah, Sky but, Sky Sports need their sound bites. It is what it is. Do. No, no um, doubt. Talk shite will be doing the same tomorrow. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, but anyway, let's just talk about some of our sponsors, our fundraisers. So, Football Prizes, they've got another offer at the moment, which is this competition is until the 15th of January. So, got a bit of time, yeah? It's 3 95 a ticket, and it's with a chance to win a signed and framed Louis Diaz um, Liverpool shirt. Uh, 149 tickets that are to be sold. So, you know, if you want to sign Louis Diaz shirt, it's going Football Prizes. Details are in the description below. Uh, $3.95 a ticket, and you can get a chance to buy it. as many times um, as you like. And yeah, you can buy as many tickets as, as you want. So, cool. And then, as you'll see underneath, we've got our two our two fundraisers this year. So, our aim is to get to 10K in Euros, and we're going to split it 50-50. Half it's going to go to food banks in Liverpool, you know, because, unfortunately, the way it is in the governments in England and Ireland, um, you know, they think it's all right for people to go hungry. So, 
you know, I, I, I've seen food banks that they're always outside Anfield, so this is going to give the aim is to give five 5k to them. And the other one is for a charity in Dublin called The Lighthouse, which Keck, you can talk more around. Well, The Lighthouse is basically a cafe in Dublin that um, aims to, it literally is what it says on the tin. It feeds people who don't have a, a bob and they literally just want to stay open longer and help more people. And if we can contribute to doing that, then that's what we're going to do. The link is in the description. The link is also on our social media. If you go on to any of our social media platforms and look for the pinned tweet, the link is in there for the GoFundMe. If you could share, if you could donate, please do. You know, five or ten or twenty quids. That's what makes the magic happen. If you can't, we understand it's January, and January is a hard month for everyone. Put it in the back of your noggin for this for the end of the month, though. Now, if you've got a five or a tenner and you want to chuck it at something, then this is as good a cause as any. If you can hit the share button on your socials, though, you know, just retweet it, share it, do what you need to do, and get the word out as much as you can. That'd be great. Cool. Right, so back to football. Army, actually, it's always great for the quotes. Here we go. <coughs> Jürgen Klopp. Uh, I don't know how to explain the Darwin situation. You cannot be unlucky, more unlucky than him. Uh, in finishing in the finish situation, he did everything right and still sets up goals, uh, really special, which is pretty accurate to be fair. You know, that's yeah. kind of Darwin in a nutshell at the moment. And then Connor Bradley, it was intense for him. Someone has to drive him home. He gave everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he doesn't drive. No, I love it the drive. fact that he doesn't have a driving license. I love it. I still I've been banging on about. I've, I've been banging on about Connor Bradley for a long time, right? And he never went, only he never really, no, well, funny that, but only really since I've watched a lot of him for Northern Ireland. And I just see them flying up and down the wing for Northern Ireland and I'm thinking, there's definitely a player there. And you saw it tonight. William is no joke, all right? And Robinson is no joke. Defensively tonight, he was, he was brilliant. The bit in his goal, the bit for his goal aside, he was winning the ball high up the pitch. He was reaching his leg around players to nick the ball and start counterattacks. He was under positionally. Well. He, yeah, positionally he was brilliant. I I honestly think in the first half it's something that we didn't utilize enough was the crossfield yeah. ball from Virgil to find him high up the pitch to turn Fulham around, and that might be a trust thing, but that will come. I think the future is really bright for him. I really, really do. You know, he's got I, really nice, I was got, so happy with him. He's, he's got a really nice delivery as well. The comparison is he could be, or he could model himself to become a right-sided Andy Robertson, or somebody in the chat said the other night, um, Steve Finnan. It's pretty apt. He's that sort of, I think he's probably he's got a bit that kind of fullback, isn't he? But he's that type, type of fullback. He's not going to do the Trent thing because, as we fair, not many people can. No. But if he no. models his game on being a right-sided Andy Robertson, he'll do really well. Uh, Evan Reminds Robertson, me an awful. Reminds me an awful lot of a young Seamus Coleman. When Seamus Coleman yeah. first burst onto the scene at Everton, got up and down the line relentlessly, put crosses in left, right and centre, worked his nuts off. But this kid has got a bit of quality about him as well. But what I really liked about him was defensively his positioning. He was never really, he was he was never far away from Ibu. And he was shouting at players to pull him back. And all in all, I think he was outstanding. I really, really, I, I thought he was absolutely outstanding tonight. 
absolutely so, loved everything about his performance. Clock continues come on, brother. He will probably fall asleep in the dressing room. Wonderful. What a boy. What a character. Everyone loves it. Yeah. I look, I'm delighted for him. I'm genuinely delighted for him. Look, this is a League Cup semi final. Do you know what I mean? This is he, he's a young kid, it's a League Cup semi final. A game that he would have never thought he would have been involved in in a month of Sundays, and then suddenly the opportunity has fallen on his lap. He's been he's missed the first half of the season injured. I've no doubt in my mind he would have been involved in the Europa League if he'd have been available. Anyone who was with us when we watched the preseason games, and we were doing the the reviews and the post match stuff after the preseason games, most people that were in the chats back then, a lot of them are still there tonight. And they were still talking about how good Conor Bradley Bradley looked. We've locked off the right hand side of our Trent backup. We weren't worried about Milner going because mm. we had Joe, we didn't need, we weren't even talking about Joe Gomez. We were selling Joe Gomez at that stage because this Conor Bradley was there, and then he got injured in the at the end of preseason. We were like, oh, for God's sake, the kid has no look, you know. And look, I'm just delighted for him. I'm absolutely chuffed to bits for him. Answered. Answered. Kev, Kev does keep going on about Brad like Chris keeps going on comparing Costas to Valdini. I'm uh, not playing. I'm <laughs> not playing, so you know. But uh, poor Costas. But <coughs> the uh, oh, apparently he's not far away. He might be back towards no, the end of the month. Oh, Scott, that generally threw me when I saw it. he said um, back soon. I was thinking I said he said he can't have broke his collarbone then. No, when I Google because when I googled broken collarbone, it was twelve weeks. <laughs> he said, yeah. "Oh, Robert should be back by it." Singing. So, don't get me wrong, that's really good because I think, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. But you've got to give clock credit because semi final two years ago, he throws Kate Gordon in that second leg, off you go, <laughs> you know. Because the easiest thing to do, and he could have done this, club, it would have been a bit wild, but he could have done it. Is we have Flynn Jones at right back in Europa League games, yeah. so he could easily go, right, we're going to do Jones right back, we're going to go Graven Birch, we're going to go McAllister, you know. Elliot's midfield three, and we'll put three experience there, and we'll leave all the kids on the bench. He could have done that, and everyone would have just gone, ah, yeah. fair enough, you put the experience on. But he's like, no, no, he trains with us. He has to defend against Mo Salah and uh, Louis Diaz in training, so he knows what's expected. I'll trust the kid, and mm-hmm. he's got his rewards, just like he did with Kwanzaa. You know, yeah. well, Jay- James CBR is. James CBR is asking there, so we're saying he offers more potential than Nico Williams. I think, I think so. I, you're, I, th- I think the difference between the two, I think defensively, Connor's better. Hmm. I think, and I think he's quicker. I think he's deceptively quick. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's absolutely rapid as in like Robinson, because I think Robertson at Fulham is, is rapid. But I don't think Andy, he's, he's that, but, Andy, but I think he's Andy, quick enough. Yeah, but Andy Robertson's a bit like that. Andy Robertson is, I think people don't realize, Andy Robertson is deceptively quick, especially recovery pace wise. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so I think he's, he's slightly better than Nico Williams. And as and as Super Dillard points out, uh, bigger frame and quicker as well. Yeah, yeah. I think physically, he, he, I think that helps that he's, a, he's probably a bigger frame on him. So, just like yeah. back pokes heads and stuff like that. Nico always felt more like a wing back. Yeah. And I think that's and he's found that position. I think Forrest, and he's doing really well at Forest as a wing back, you know. Yeah. So I kind of and from Wales, left, left or right, yeah, yeah. left or right. Nico can do left or right, and I think, but I think, yeah, you're right. I think he is a wing back. Okay. We'll move on to some other players. Um, centre back, Karen, <coughs> Ibrahim, Virgil. Bearing in mind they were left 
for the almost the entirety of the second half. 2v2, 2v3. I just think the Colts, bear in mind Virgil was on a silly yellow. I thought the Colts, I thought Virgil was fine second half. I thought Virgil wasn't quite self-first. Listen, he's ill, so maybe he should come back for it. But I think I think, he, I think the mistake for the goal, silly yellow, I think that got his head a little bit because he, he did catch uh, Jimenez with a, a late tackle. I think he stood on his foot, which I'll be honest, if he hadn't been yeah. booked, he probably would have been booked. But it's one of those ones where you go, they're never going to give a second yellow for that. But there was an element of, I think Virgil needs to just calm down. I thought Ibu, Ibu was just a bit like he was against Arsenal. Perfectly, perfectly fine, solid. Probably the calmer of the yeah. two centre-backs, which is unusual. Uh, Joe Gomez, defensively, I thought was really good. I thought first half he was a bit exposed that he's not a left footer. Um, but I think that yeah. said more about the lack of movement in front of him, which exposed him. Mm. Although he did do an amazing lovely back heel and he still had his, his customary ping from distance which was he wasn't that far it's it wasn't far away point. was it, it wasn't it's far gonna away. Come. okay we'll do yeah. a whole it, I think... if joe go if joe Gomez scores forget the post we'll do the whole show just on his goal we won't yeah. talk about anything 200 appearance 200 appearances up now for, for joe Gomez yeah. tonight um 26 yeah. years of age is he was all right McAllister I think, I think Joe Gomez is in the form of his form of his life this season I think this is as Close as you're getting to the, to the, the time. Yeah, I don't think he gets better. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he gets better. But he's been. But he needs uh, to maintain this. But this, I say, but this level of consistency he's been at now, he's been at that now most of yeah. the season, and that's that was always the straight with Joe is he he would put in a three eight out of ten performance, then he's throwing a two, and it'd be the worst yeah. time. He hasn't really done that. It's always been six sevens to some eights and nines, but nearly six and sevens out of ten, which is all you want him to do, you know. And I yeah. think it's good to see. McAllister, I thought was good. Yeah, it was solid enough. He was all right. Um, tried a couple of incisive passes early in the first half that didn't come off. Um, after that, he was just kept it neat and tidy, kept it recycling, and won the ball back in good areas. Um, tracked his runners. Uh, he was okay. It was fine. Curtis Jones was really good. Kurt, he, best, uh, Curtis he was the best was really, really good. He was the best midfielder yeah. on the pitch. Yeah, loves loves to carry the ball, but loves to carry the ball at the right time. He gives he, it when he needs to give it as well. Um, but, he's, but he's brave with it, which people don't give him credit for. Is he loves taking the ball with his back to goal, you know, and he's happy to do to spin players, you know, which we, we praise City players for, you know, and he'll take a risk and, you know, he draws fouls, you know, kind of what you want him to do. And he's really yeah. good at blocking up passing lanes to cover his fullback. That's why Gomez also doesn't look very exposed because he does mm. a lot of the Gino Ronaldo donkey work. He's kind of got. He's finally got the balance right now between the Gino Ronaldo donkey work and his flair for going for going forward. He's now got that lovely balance. Uh, we talked yeah. about Graham Birch. It just, it just didn't happen for him, you know. Yeah, Diaz was what are those erratic. Nights? Diaz was a bit erratic. He had moments, but <clears throat> probably not enough of them. Not enough of them, no. And um, I felt I thought I thought Josh I thought the game would open up for him. Yeah, didn't, didn't really did it. You know what I mean? I, no, I just thought the. For Diaz, I thought the game when it became erratic and started the second half, and it became like really end to end. I thought it might open up for him a bit more, but he, I thought he did okay. I didn't think it was anything special. I didn't think it was anything disastrous. He was all yeah, right. it's just yeah. Um, Jossa, I thought fed on scraps first half. You know, listen, he, he gave their centre half kittens tackling and tackling and all that, but he had yeah. nothing to feed off. I felt once the subs came on. 
Nunez and Gakpo, it, get, it put more legs around him and he was able to get involved more. And I think that's when you see the best of Jota. I think that's why Jota looks so good with a Nunez next to him and a, a Diaz. I think pace around Jota, where he yeah. could be the deeper one and be the, also the leader of the attack. The playmaker. Suits him. Suits him. Yeah. He runs from deep. He draws his, fouls. His, his work rate is immense. His, his work rate is immense. You know, it really, really is. Um, he's pressing, he's counter-pressing. His ability to read the game and read where keepers and defenders are passing. You know, he, he's very good at that. I thought Harvey Elliott did all right. I didn't, I mean, I think, I understand why he took him off, but I thought he played okay. Uh, he got. He tried to get involved in the first half. He was coming inside an awful lot. And I suppose that's yeah. really where I think we needed to use Bradley more on the overlap to allow <coughs> yeah. Harvey coming inside a bit more space. He had a couple of half efforts, but again, it wasn't one. It wasn't one of his better games. It wasn't. He wasn't disastrous by any stretch. He was. He was another one. He was okay. And and Anne's right about Joe Gomez. He's playing well because he's got the momentum of a run of games. This is probably we all want to be in the Champions League, so I'm not saying we don't. This is the the only one of the big benefits of having the Europa League is you're able to guarantee squad players six games to keep them in rhythm. So when the when a Joe Gomez or an Elliot's been dropped in, they don't feel cold because they're like, why well, don't play two week, uh, a week or two weeks? Or so they're in that rhythm. I think that does help to be honest. So uh, and then yeah. to be honest, Gakpo. As the eight didn't work against Arsenal, but I thought it did work today. I thought he it was wider today, though. That's why, but he was wider of a at one at one nil. He, he definitely went more central then because you can see off the ball, Nunes was left and Joss were left high up, and he went back into a midfield three mm. off the ball. And I felt he got the balance right then, you know. Yeah. So it, it can work with it, just like you said, a bit like Grabber today. It didn't work for Grabber today, I just don't think it worked for Gap. Gap on on Sunday, it happens. You know, yeah. Players got the first all the time. And Darwin, I mean, look, quick word on Klopp before we go. Um, oh, it was a question for. I've got a question for you. It was, it was oh, a go really on. good question. I saved, and I saved it. And bear with me. Uh, John Halloran put put this in before. I thought oh, this is a good debate we can have actually. So, question for the lads: Are Klopp starting elevens always wrong, or are substitutes always right, or? Is it a bit of both? No, I don't think it's either. Um, I honestly think Klopp has learned an awful lot over the years with us, where he knows he needs the options to come off the bench. He needs to have game changes coming off the bench on 60, 70 minutes that can come in and affect the game. And sometimes to do that, you have to make a sacrifice in the starting 11. And you have to manage the game, manage certain games to... Sometimes you need to be in the game all the way, you know, to get to the 70th minute. You often see it in the first half where, like today, we dominate the ball without really challenging their goal. But what we are doing is making them work and making them run and chase and hurry and press and do all the stuff that they don't want to do. So by the time the 60th, 70th minute comes along, we're making changes that we know players that are going to come on and affect the game they're wrecked you know their legs are burning they're feeling it in their in their chest and they're they're running at him again i i think a lot of it john is um circumstances as well 
You know, I I mean, also, we're missing eight eight first team players. You yeah. know, and you have to look at what you have available to you, and look at the opposition and say, look, okay, this is how we're going to manage this ninety five minutes, and I, and I, just get on with it. I also think that we've and lots of people should be this. We've also got a recruitment to a certain point where we've got now a bit. We've got what we've not had for a while is a lot more depth. Where you are looking at going. You know, we're going to start McAllister, Sobersly, and Jones as an example. But then we're going, but we can't just throw in a grab and burge. Who isn't? Who isn't a drop off? You're not going to go oh, fucking hell. You know, we've now realised we've got an endo who's actually a really solid, you know, number six. You know, and you've and you've got a Harvey Elliott who is getting in and out. But I also feel the Klopp's finally. I think he's probably one of the first. I, I still think Pep's at times isn't quite as right. Has worked at the best way of using five subs. When to do the double sub, the triple sub, because you could use it three times in a game. So you got five yeah. subs. You can't, you know, you can't break it up that way. The other cheaters, you can do a half time sub and then you can do three. So I just feel he's also got a bit more trust and he's got more legs now in the likes of midfield. So he can go he can be a bit more bullish with the attacking options. And I do think that was always the thought the thought that made me think we'd always get top four this year was we've got loads of goal options in us. Just an attack and we've also got some more gosh in midfield. Yeah. Didn't expect to be in a title chance here. No, but it's a nice surprise to have. But we've always got game with them. And literally, that's now 30 games out of 31 or something like that this season. We've scored it. So literally, the United game is the only game we haven't scored it. So that's why, you, that's why even at 1 0 that, I always fancied us to get at least level. You know, I never fancied, I didn't think we'd lose it. I always thought we'd get at least one back. But listen, he's done really well. So, man, the match then, I, I, I think we could all guess who you're going for. Well, there's no chat. Who do you think Kev's going to go for? That's not called Connor Bradley. Yeah, look, I, I, I will give it to Bradley purely and simply because of the occasion, the fact that it was such an important game, and and his performance merited it. I wouldn't argue if people think it was Curtis Jones. I wouldn't argue if people thought it was Darwin Nunes. Yeah, um, but I thought Connor Bradley was just. Outstanding tonight, and he deserves it for me. Yeah, I would edge it to Jones, but I, I'm a bit like you. I I thought Jones, but I I said to you, said if everyone says Bradley, uh, fair enough. I'm not gonna. Look. It, it, I said to you, you both messages. I said I think it's between the two of them. Um, I do think Curtis Jones, who's got back to the side after his injury, has really come to the party, and I think I'm hoping people are starting to realise now why he's so important to what Liverpool need. So. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just like, looking at the um, I'm just looking at the cost of papers for tomorrow. Um, nothing massively in it, but apparently Real Madrid are assessing the prospect of signing Man City and Norway striker Erling Haaland because of concerns yeah. over whether France forward Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe will leave PSG to join them. Yeah. Who knew? He does, have a, he does have a release clause, though, doesn't he? That is active this summer. Yes, he does. He does. Yes. Wait, now, which to be fair. City aren't stupid. They, obviously, they agree to, which is probably why they bought Alvarez. Because I do think Alvarez well, no. is the, the heir to the throw. Uh, have you heard the other one? Uh, so Spurs mm. have now got this uh, defender, haven't they, from Genoa? Who Bayern were looking at. Yeah. Who heard who Bayern are looking at to be their, their new centre-back yeah. option? Yeah. Um, honestly, honestly, if, if that comes off, Eric Dyer must have the same agent as a super voting. Fair play. I know, I, I know absolutely nothing about Radu Dragazan. 
I know absolutely nothing about him, right? He's yeah. 21 years of age, uh, hot prospect in Syria. So, look, Tottenham are taking a punt on him, and it's a decent price. It's a price that Liverpool, when we were looking to go from eighth to fourth, were quite yeah. happy to take punts on players at that price range. You know, because if it works out, fine. If it doesn't work out, look, you sell them on, and you probably get most of your money back. And, mm. you know, it's no harm, no foul. The other interesting one to watch out for is Conor Gallagher to Spurs. Purely and simply because... Conor Gallagher, despite the fact that he's playing well for Chelsea, he represents pure profit on the balance sheet for Chelsea. So I think that if Chelsea want to recruit anyone else in the near future, they need to be selling homegrown players for good money. And Conor Conor Gallagher would represent that. Well, that's why they're so around Arsenal selling Reese Nelson. Yeah. Cause he's, cause he's home Look, there was Joker Van as well because he, he has a similar thing, but yeah, I think the money Arsenal want for Enketia, they won't get, yeah. which, which is why they won't do it. So, yeah, but yeah, well, so, tomorrow, so, tomorrow, well, tomorrow night, the lads are going to be doing a transfer show. As far as I know, there's a transfer show tomorrow night, so I'll let them go into all of that in a lot more detail tomorrow night. Yeah, and then Sunday, the guys will be back with Fat Back Four, and then listen, it's yeah. It's it, inter- not internationally, it's winter break thing. So, God knows what we're doing then, you know. Because no you idea, back for but the, you, you went back for the ball this game. We've got, we've got 11 yeah. day break now, Kev. We've got Well, I, you say 11 day break. I don't think we'll have an 11 day break. I think we'll be back. I don't think, some I, I, I don't think we'll. I, I think, I think there'll be, I'm sure there'll be quizzes, I'm sure there'll be drafts, and yeah, be, but there's oh, plenty of football going on as well because only half the league is off. Yeah. The other half of the league are playing the normal games. So yeah. maybe get you and me on a show for a random chat to see what see what crops up. Mm, well, hopefully I'm hoping that the transfer window I'm hoping that the transfer window picks up because at the minute it's been absolute dross. There's been nothing of any significance happening. I mean, yeah, Timo Werner's gone to Spurs. I mean, at the end of the day, if he was any good, he'd be staying at Leipzig and playing. He's not staying at Leipzig and playing, so they already know what they've got in him, and they're not interested. So, it's just, for Spurs, it's, it's just a weird thing. one to me. I think it's a squad. It's a weird thing. one, mate. Yeah, it, I'm sorry, it's a fucking weird one. Actually, I mean, at the end of the day, I just think it's panic. Personally, they need to be seen to be doing something. I think it's a terrible bit of business, but that's if they want to waste our money, that's up to them. Aye. Go on and catch it. What's Sandy one? Um, probably not. Probably not. Unless moves happen elsewhere, I'd be amazed. <laughs> Get Kev. Ben. James said, Kevin, do you have back exercise? Yoku with Mate, Ben. You have no idea the stress I'm going to have to get up from this chair in a few minutes' time. So, See, I, I can't take the Mickey Seawolves because everyone knows I crippled mine just before Christmas, but I'm on the yeah, mend it, Anyone who's ever done this knows <laughs> it's, it ain't funny. Jokes aside, but though, Kev. Okay. Jokes yeah. aside, though, yoga is good for it. I can testify I to that. Bloody yeah, hurts, I, 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 can, I can also testify <laughs> it's painful, but it does help. It does help. Right, so before we go then, um, don't forget to like, subscribe, yeah, you know, all all that good stuff. You know, hit the bell icon because then you hear that any new stuff that we've got coming out. And Kev, for you, any 
Any anything else you want to add? Or any random questions in the chat before we go? I'm all good. Um look, it's half time in the first in the in the League Cup semi-final. We'll go to Fulham. I think we'll do a job. I don't think we'll I don't think we'll damage Fulham in any way, shape, or form, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ashley, that's just cruel. I've never been in a chat with so many back injuries. We're a, t- we're a oh, team full of Coutinho's, aren't we? Yeah. Sit oh, again. oh, that's a good one. Have you heard about, have you heard about Coutinho? He's been sent no. back. He got, I don't he, even know he, where he was, genuinely. He's uh, in the Saudi league, but he's picked up another injury and they've sent him back because they're not happy with him. So apparently he's, going, he's been sent back to Villa and Villa don't want him. Oh, dear. How, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. I look. I the light. Be, make sure you hit the bell icon because if the show goes live tomorrow night, it's going to be transfer heavy. If you like transfer content and you like transfer gossip, not just with Liverpool, but around the league and around Europe, there'll be absolutely bucket loads, and they'll let you know everything what's going on. And I'm pretty sure that some of the players that are in the Saudi league who are looking to exit stage left might be a coming up in discussion as well. I am not. In any way, shape, or form, looking to get into a discussion about Jordan Henderson. Uh, yeah. Oh, we, that, might, we, we, oh, we might have that conversation at some point. Um, we will. We we might have it at some point. But at the end uh, of the day, I'm still really, really raw. I'm really raw when it comes uh, to that, that guy. I my my thing with Jordan is, you reap what you sow, and the stuff you're peddling in the media now, not being a rude guy, not being a rude fella. Everyone could have told you that. It's it's dead hot, yeah. It's dead humid, yeah. The football standards not tight, yeah. You know, all the things you talk about, we all knew. You all knew. Uh, the key was, you didn't want to be a squad player. So just say you didn't want to be a squad player. Say you wanted to go somewhere and get yeah. more money. Sound. Yeah. You know. And but- do you know what? I said that at the time. I said that. I said exactly that. When we did the first show after he left. After he handed in his transfer and it became clear that he was leaving. And he came out with all the spiel. I said it then. If he'd have said he'd have gone for the money, I'd have been, gra- you know, fair enough. It's an obscene amount of money, 700 grand a week before stoppages. I mm. grand, no bother. Fine. Totally understand it. Don't agree with it, but understand it. But look, it is what it is. It's done. Fuck him. Um, yeah, well, it's probably like. If he's coming to the Premier League, he ain't co- I-, I can't see any of the European sides. I've seen a few links to Spurs, but. I don't think he's what Spurs need because the big problem with Spurs when he left Liverpool was him and Fabinho couldn't get around the pitch. And Spurs, the way they want to play is to get people around the pitch because that's that's their style. Whether you like it or not, that's their style. So Go, way, go but, way back to Sunderland. Listen, I've, I've given you my opinion where I think he might go because, you know, he's upset Liverpool mm. fans, he's upset England fans, he's upset everyone. So he may as well go to Newcastle and just bid off the last fan base that still like, that's still like him. Yeah, you know, just just go with a log, Jordan. You know, just make some excuse that we got to come back to Newcastle and then you know see how that goes down. Well, but you know, bless it. Yeah, uh, but yeah. It. So, what did you think of the Chelsea result last night? That was a bit. Of, uh, what, I was saying surprise. I didn't watch it. Wasn't it. A surprise. I just saw the score. It wasn't I saw a surprise. Score. I saw the score. It was very Chelsea. Though, I was in. It's a soft goal they concede, and they had yeah. lots of shots, but didn't really do anything to work the keeper. I listened to the, I listened to the I was I was watching a program on the telly last night and I, I had a an ear I had a, an ear pod in the ear I was listening to the commentary but I was dipping in and out of it but I looked at the stats after they created an absolute bucket load of chances and they couldn't finish their dinner 
Hmm. And Middlesbrough punished them for it. And that can happen. You know, away from home, that can happen. I expect them, I fully expect them to put that, to overturn that result at home in the second leg. I'd be shocked if they don't. But to me, I'm really right. surprised. I think this, I think this last six, seven months has exposed Pochettino badly. Um, I think he had his really good spell at Spurs when he got him to, he got him to Champions League final. And since then, he's done absolutely nothing. His career has stagnated and he's just become another also ran manager who's just going to go around the houses, taking up good, medium to good jobs because of a decent CV. You know, to me, he looks, he's not even in the Louis van Gaal type class of manager. You know, someone who does, who goes around the houses, taking whatever job goes. I'd be amazed if he's Chelsea manager at the end of the season. Yeah. I'd be amazed if um, Ten Hag is the Manchester United manager by the end of March. I'm surprised he isn't gone already. That's the truth. I I, I thought he'd be gone in December. Um, okay. That's a car crash. And I think Eddie I mean, Howe is robbing and living. Yeah, I think he's cool. absolutely robbing and living. Good job. It's a good job you don't sit in the fence in a cab. Well, no. I mean, I've said it for a while. I think Eddie Howe is a bang average manager. It's just the fact that he's English and the media love him. You know, he's get he's getting off lightly. You know, he genuinely yeah. is. Newcastle has spent a small fortune. You know, but look at the, look at the players he's putting out. Yeah, but they're the badly side, managed. Yeah, on the flip side for us, Kev, Liverpool do love a League Cup final against. Um, aside from the league below, you know, we played Bolton, Birmingham, Cardiff. By the way, they're always a fucking chore as well. Horrible I've been rewatching re all Liverpool's old like. Um, League Cup final wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most difficult ones were yeah. the Bulls of Birmingham. And Car horrible Car games. Carnival was horrible. <laughs> the games against United and that aren't as bad, actually. They're, they're not too they're yeah. not too bad when you play ones of the same level, but yeah. But in all fairness, most finals are that. That's why we all watched the World Cup final in absolute shock. Oh, because it was a really, really good game. It was a great game. But in general, finals are generally dour horrible games because side two sides go into it usually two good sides and neither side want to lose so they'll do everything not to lose rather than doing everything to go and win you know exactly. it's a very rare thing that you'll get two sides that will just go balls out in a, in a cup final of any description very rare i mean the best one is still the away for cup 2001 the 5-4 of that was just the most mental final of episode. <laughs> Pope you know Sashman, what? I sack think... defender, sack defender off guard. Like, let's just see who can score the most. Yeah. Was, I, I might actually horrendous. see if I can. I might see if I can dig out the YouTube video of the extended highlights. Of that. I don't think I can sit down and watch all of it, but I sit down and watch the extended highlights of that because that was a mad game. Come on, let's let these people go go to their beds. Okay, okay. Right, so Liverpool are taking a two-one lead to Craven Cottage, which is going to be an absolute ball ache of a second leg. But listen, we've got the advantage. Fingers crossed the lads getting done, but there will be shows on between now and the Bournemouth game. But if not, me and Kev will be back for Bournemouth away, which also, Kev, yeah. isn't going to be an easy game because Bournemouth are in really good form. But listen, I know. thanks very much for watching. We don't do things easy. Yeah, like, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.